Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. Fear, worry, and heartache. These are probably the emotions going through the mind of a man named Mephibosheth. And for those of you who don't know who Mephibosheth was, he was a man, a crippled man, who lived in about 1000 BC during the time of King David. His father's name was Jonathan. His grandfather's name was King Saul. And it was usual custom at that time for whoever was the new king to get rid of all the old king's families so that there would not be a rebellion. So, put yourself in the shoes of Mephibosheth. Your father is dead, your grandfather is dead, and you're probably next. Then the royal entourage comes to see you. The king wants to see you. Pain and fear, right? And you say goodbye to your little son, Mika, knowing that this might be the last time you see him. This is probably the last day you'll probably live. And so you're maybe you're counting down the minutes, the seconds, the hours, all the way to the palace. They bring you before King David, and you're probably expecting the worst, a judgment of death. But it's something you completely unexpect. David, the king, says, don't worry. Come sit at my table. Do not fear. You will always sit at my table. In the same way, God says the same thing to us. He says, don't fear. Come sit at my table. He takes the unnoticeable and makes them heirs at his table. So we see in our sermon verses for today that David had a mission, right? And that was to make sure that all of Saul's line would not be killed. Actually, the opposite, to show grace, God's grace, to them. And that happened to be Mephibosheth. We read from the first couple verses. David asked, Is there anyone still left in the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba. They called him to appear before David, and the king said to him, are you, are you Ziba? At your service, he replied. The king asked, Is there no one still left in the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is crippled in both feet. Where is he? The king asked. Ziba answered, He is at the house of Machir, son of Amiel, in Lo-Debar. So the king David, so king David had brought him from Lo-Debar, from the house of Machir, son of Amiel. So then when Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor. 
David said, Mephibosheth. At your service, he replied. Don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Something you wouldn't expect, right? Instead of Mephibosheth hearing, Mephibosheth, you will die like your grandfather and your father before you and all the male heirs. He heard this, don't fear, come sit at my table. You will always eat there. And probably with tears in his eyes, he probably said the next part. What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? In his mind, he thought he was already dead. In his mind, he thought he was something disgusting to look at, almost like a dead dog. But it was the complete opposite, right? In today's day and age, there are people who are like dead dogs that don't even know it yet. And what I mean by that is that they're physically alive and they're not actually physically dead, but they're spiritually dead. They're like dead people walking. And what I mean by that is they don't believe that Jesus died for them. They don't have that faith that their sins are forgiven, or they don't want to listen to that. They're like dead dogs who don't even know it yet. But what about us here today? We know that formerly we were dead, right? And then now we have Christ who cleansed us from our sins and everything like that. But we know ourselves better than anyone. We know that we sin and that causes a separation between us and God. Sometimes we lack contentment for what we have in our lives. And sometimes it doesn't feel like we're sitting at the king's table. Or sometimes we think to ourselves, woe is me. Why is all this happening to me? Rather than saying, I'm at the table of God. Let me rejoice. The list can go on and on, right? Or another is that maybe we lack trust. And another is that we abuse the grace that God has given us. Think of it like this. Someone who hears the message every Sunday then thinks to himself, throughout the week, I, can, I don't have to read my Bible. I can go and sin as much as I want, knowing that I'll be forgiven on, on the following Sunday. What dangerous thinking that is, right? Or think of it as this as a picture. That table you're sitting at, your spot is reserved for you. And every time you sin, it's like you're going outside. And every time you go outside, the more and more you spend time outside, eventually those doors will close. And, and we don't want to find that out, right? We don't. Because we know ourselves and how much we sin. If we get down to it, we haven't offered our life of unbroken trust to our God. And what we deserve is to be removed from that table and deserve to be thrown out outside because of our sins. And while all that may be true, know another thing is true, dear brothers and sisters. Know that your sins are forgiven 
and that you have God's gift of grace. So, it is nothing that we have done to your brothers and sisters. It is by the gift of grace that God has sent his Son to die for each one of us. And because of that, we are declared not guilty. Our sins are paid for because Jesus lived a life, a perfect life, for each one of us so that we could be heirs at his table. And he gave us a spot at his table so that we could sit with him forever in peace. So know this. Today your sins are forgiven and that you have a spot at the table of royalty. Back to our story. Mephibosheth had everything restored back to him by the king's grace. In the same way, he lived his life like he was at the king's table. We continue reading our last parts. Then the king summoned Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and your servants are to farm the land for him and bring him the crops so that your master's grandson may be provided for. And Mephibosheth, grandson of your master, will always eat at my table. Then Ziba said to the king, Your servant will do whatever my lord the king commands his servant to do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah, and all the members of Ziba's household were servants of Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table. And he was crippled in both feet. In the same way, live your life like you're at the king's table. Because when God sees us, he sees his son. Because the spirit of Christ dwells in each one of us. And so live your life like you're at the king's table, dear brothers and sisters because of that amazing grace that God has shown to each one of you. Think of it like this. Just as uh, David reached his hand out to, to grab Mephibosheth from Lodabar of all places. And for those of you who don't know what Lodabar was, it was a place that was an eyesore, a place you didn't talk about. The word means not a word. It probably was a town poor town. And he took him from that to his palace in Jerusalem. In the same way, God takes and will take us from earth, a place that's an eyesore sometimes, a place you don't want to talk about. Takes us from there to his table in heaven, in his palace, in his home, so that we could sit with him not as a guest just visiting, but as one of his own children. As one of, like, a kid who is coming up to the table to see his parents and is happy to tell them about everything about their lives. That's like us, dear brothers and sisters. So no, live your life like you're at the king's table, and you will live your life like you're at the king's table because of Christ. And maybe you have stories of how God's grace has shaped your lives or friends of your own. But I want to share with you a story of a, of a man whose 
whose God's grace has shaped his life in tremendous ways. His name was Saul, and not the King Saul that I was formerly talking about, but a different Saul. Formerly, he was a murderer. He enjoyed killing Christians. And because of that, he was like a dead dog and did not know it. In the eyes of God, he was dead before. God could have easily crushed him and destroyed him and sent him to the ultimate judgment in hell. But no, God stretched his hand out to a guy like Saul. And because of that, Saul lived his life like he was at the king's table because of God's grace, because he knew that his sins were forgiven. He sat at God's table and he later became no longer Saul of Tarsus, but the Apostle Paul. So when it seems like we have worry and pain, fear and heartache, and and the world around us is hectic, know that God will be with you and that God has already declared you not guilty, dear brothers and sisters, and that he is preparing a place for you in home, in heaven. (laughs) So the last passage I want to share with you is one from John chapter 14. And here Jesus is comforting his disciples who had that pain and fear in their hearts. We read, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have not told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, so that where I am, you may also be. That really, that really says it, doesn't it? Where <laughs> Jesus right now, as I'm speaking to you and you're looking to me, he's preparing a place at home in heaven. Your seat is already reserved and he's waiting for you to come home. That's amazing, isn't it? By God's grace, we live our lives like we're at the king's table because he has declared us not guilty, dear brothers and sisters, because he has made us heirs at his table forever and ever. To him be the glory. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.